From the Sarge Gate Studios, this is College Hockey Coast to Coast. Brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to UGAHockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it, both on and off the ice. Summer skate, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at summerskates.com. In college, championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com slash mhockeyd1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack. ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. Oklahoma University, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at OUHockey.net. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College hockey coast-to-coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, to another episode of College Hockey Coast to Coast. We are rocking and rolling right now with this brand new, renamed, rebuilt Monday night podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight on one coast, Bakersfield, California. And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, that our guest probably drives by every day and just kind of waves at the guards and stuff as he goes by. I don't know. Paul Hornstein, how are you? Um, I'm completely <laughs> doubting everything you just said. There's, that is, no, no. I, unless he's heading to uh, the rinks in Hop Hog or, or uh, somewhere out in Sound Beach or somewhere out there where there's uh, some local rinks. He's not coming anywhere near my house. Uh, he, he doesn't want to be in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, it, it's a tough life. But anyway, how are you? Uh, we're good. You know, it's, uh, you know, people think. Lie. Okay, Lies. Well, yeah. You're not good. Well. The only thing that's good is it's summertime. Well, that's it. That's just, you know, people think that. Uh, you know, just because it's the summertime that uh, I have nothing to do. Um, <laughs> that is the opposite of true, which is a yeah, lie. Well, but, uh, we you know. both coasts have something going on. As you know, I'm in Bakersfield, California with my car getting a new AC compressor. Nice. Uh, <laughs> bad time for it to go out when it's 115 in Bakersfield, well, California. Okay, and I'm working all, the AHL scene. First of all. You, when would it go out? Because you're not running it in December. <laughs> How do you know? You know where I'm at, oh right? God. Yeah, <laughs> California. You're not California, running the air Arizona, in Nevada. <laughs> not running you never it in know. December. You shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, you never know out here. Things have uh, things are strange. 
Anyway, anyway, that's how my life goes as I continue to work the AHL scene for oh, a little, little more than a month or so, and then it'll kick into uh, college hockey scene. But you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday nights now we are all dialed into NCAA hockey, and I'm not going to mess around, Paul, because normally we do mess around a little bit. But we got a great guest on tonight, and uh, it's been it was almost a year. I think over a year since we had him on the show last. I had a chance to visit with him in Tempe, but the head coach from Long Island University, Brett Riley, joining us. Brett, Scott, and Paul with you tonight. First of all, thanks for staying up late with us and coming on. And how are you? How's summer? How's the golf game? Um, thanks so much for having me. Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, we're Loud good, and clear, coach. Brett. Loud and clear. Wait, can you tell um, yes. them it's not that late? It's it's not that late, and things things are pretty good minus the golf game. We actually just had our <laughs> athletics uh, golf outing out in Northport. It was a fun day, um, despite uh, some tough holes. Uh, but no, everything is good. It's been a busy summer, and the season is right around the corner now. So I'm sure you guys are just as excited as I am here. Well, we are, and 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 you know we always get excited for the start of the season. And um, the one thing we know is that coaches seem to be busier during the off season than they are during the season. Um, or at least that's the answer we get most often. Is that the case with you too? Um, a hundred percent. Yeah. We're as busy as we've ever been, which is obviously a good thing. We've got a construction project going on, um, onboarding a incoming class of transfers and, and freshmen, um, some new staff joining us, uh, scheduling for a year or two out. Um, to various odd jobs, the strength program, our preseason training, housing, you name it. So it is a busy time, kind of a stressful time, but a fun time nonetheless. Brett, I wanted to start off tonight by kind of recapping last year. And I had a chance to visit with you. I think it was the last weekend of the of the hockey season. And you were crazy busy. And you were doing things not only to finish up the, the season at Arizona State, but you were sending guys to uh, – to different professional leagues. So let's talk about that. How was last year? And uh, tell us about some of the guys that moved on to play professional hockey from uh, the Sharks. Yeah, uh, last year was was positive steps taken in many areas. Um, I don't know if the results fully show it. You'll see the year starts with an overtime loss uh, at Northeastern, and it ends uh, with an overtime loss by the, you know, similar score at Arizona State, you know sprinkling an OT loss against Wisconsin, Northeastern again, and UConn. And you've got some heartbreaking moments for sure. Um, but there's a lot of highs too, you know, tying Quinnipiac, beating Ohio State, just being competitive night in and night out. So it was a year of progress, whether that's seen or, or not, we feel we're going in the right direction. Um, and it showed with the effort of the group night in and night out. And then, yeah, going back to our seniors, our goal is always for them to, um, to leave that last game, which has happened to be at Arizona State the last two years and will be for one more year next year with a contract in place and a pro hockey uh, journey to begin. And we were fortunate to have every member of our senior class um, finish with some sort of option to play, uh, you know, one in the American League, a few in the East Coast League, and then one back home in Finland. So um, kind of a cool story where Anthony Vincent finished at Arizona State and then got on a flight to San Jose to join the Barracuda and, uh, you know, our first guy to go straight from a Sharks uniform to, I guess, another Sharks uniform. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in the American League, 
Um, so we were really happy for Anthony, really happy for Adam Goodsir, who finished in uh, in uh, Worcester, excuse me, the uh, Bridgeport and New York Islanders system. Um, so obviously close to home. And then um, having, you know, two go to Adirondack and, and one sign back home. Um, that's always the goal for the guys to find places afterwards. And, you know, all of them earned these great opportunities. Well, Coach, just in case people want to understand what you mean, and and I agree with you, your team was very competitive last year. Without going through every box score and looking at empty net goals and that sort of ten one goal losses for you guys last year. That you know, in 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 basically a second year, um, I, I think that that's tremendous. I don't think people really understand how hard that is, and usually that's an experience thing. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we learned pretty quickly that we should have probably practiced three on three a little bit more because we were going to be in these situations a lot. Um, so if you have any tips for that, I'm, I'm all ears. But no, I, I mean, there's a saying, I think, when you build a program, lose big, lose small, win small, win big. Right. And we're kind of right in that place where, and if you looked at you know some of the ways we lost, a puck going off a skate and 20 feet into the air or a fluke goal off a player, um, it was grueling. It was, it was devastating. Um, but it, it made us better. And, you know, later in the year around December, we were able to flip our OT fortune, you know, uh, against Brown and against Lindenwood. And so we're learning that, you know, being in these games, you know, the one goal game to Omaha, a two goal game to Michigan state, it's something we should expect. Um, and you know, we're going to be competitive night in and out, night out. We obviously want to be on the other side of those results. But if you would have told me we would have had 10 one-goal games, um, we would have signed on the dotted line. Obviously, we want a different result, but we feel that we're set up for long-term success now, and, and this will hopefully be you know, a regular occurrence with some of those ending, you know, hopefully more favorably, like I said. You know, well, I mean, and you, got, and you did have some big wins. I mean, I was at the Fairbanks games. Um, uh, those were some really tough games. Uh, winning at Princeton is never easy. Uh, you know, the, the tie with Quinnipiac, as you said, um, beating Brown, uh, you know, these, these, these are, and, and, and beating Ohio state. I mean, you know, those are, those are top quality wins. You might've lost a bunch of tough games, but those are no wins not to sneeze at. For sure. No, those were, those were milestones. Our first big 10 win, super, super exciting to win some hockey, uh, excuse me, to win some ECAC games, uh, to be right there in the hockey East. And, you know, there, there's been a few coaches along the way that have been, you know, praised our effort or just saying that, you know, playing our team has made them better and tougher down the stretch. And uh, like I told you guys last time when we chatted, you know, one of our goals is just to gain respect through the college hockey community and we don't feel entitled to that and we don't want to be handed that, but we want teams when they leave the arena with us to, you know, respect what we're doing and what we're trying to build. And uh, a ton of credit to our guys for not backing down. Um, like I said, I think there's still a little bit of bad taste. You look at the first box score, three to two Northeastern loss and the last, you know, two to one OT loss. And you can't help but have a bitter taste or a sour taste in your mouth. But again, it's that kind of fuel that's made our program better and strengthened us. So, um, you know, uh, lessons learned and things that will make us better down down the long haul here. Brett, I want to ask you, um, you know, it's a great recap, but you're also transitioning us nicely into this year's schedule. And Paul and I have looked it over and we talked about it on a recent show. And um, 
couple things that jump out to me. Number one is you have that great ESPN Plus contract for your home games. You've changed uh, some of your time slots, so you're getting some uh, more high-quality, high-profiled time slots. And I love the way the schedule has come on to play for you. So um, give us some highlights of what you see on that schedule and what you like about it. Um, I, I just, you know, you know, it could be viewed as a negative thing, obviously not being in a league, right? And we trying to turn that negative straight into a positive. And I just like, you know, that we're living our mantra of we'll go anywhere, play anyone, um, and create a, you know, super awesome experience for our guys and, I, I think that if you played a game and kind of removed that it was our logo and put Penn State, Holy Cross, BC, Stonehill, and CC as the first five games for any uh, program, someone would be really confused by who that may be. But um, that will be the experience that our guys will have. Big Ten, Atlantic Hockey, you know, uh, Hockey East Independent and an NCHC team right out of the gate. Um, that's super exciting for our guys. That gave our guys great pro exposure last year seeing some of these teams going to a new place, you know, like Colorado College or, you know, being at BC early, which has a lot of, uh, you know, history with my family to, um, you know, Holy Cross where we got our first big win two years ago and even the chance to host Penn State on home ice um, in what we know will be a packed environment is really, like I said, creating a first-class experience for our guys here. All right, well, Coach, I mean, we, 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 do, we do notice these kinds of things and, and you have – uh, you know, Vermont coming in this year and AIC coming in, you know, you said Penn State and and and, and some of these, you know, and you've got um, or the Colgate coming in too. You know, these are legendary programs and big-time programs. I mean, you know, every year the schedule gets a little better and better for you guys in terms of who you guys get to play at home. And you have a nice long home stretch this year, which you haven't had in a few yeah, years. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be nice. I, I mean, it's... It's a, it is a grind in terms of scheduling as an independent program. Uh, nothing to complain about, just the reality of trying to put 36, 34, 38 games on a calendar. And I'm very grateful for the teams that will come in and play us. Uh, it speaks volumes about the, you know, their coaches as leaders. And, you know, some guys remembering maybe that they were in, you know, the shoe may have been on the other foot years before. But uh, Colgate, obviously a place I was fortunate to spend a year Um AIC coached by good friend Eric Lang, who's done a phenomenal job with that program um, to, you know, like you guys said, Vermont coming in right before the holiday break. Um, it just creates a really exciting atmosphere and, and dynamic for our guys. And so um, it will be a really fun schedule. It will be challenging. You're going to see a lot of the programs on the rise, a lot of our ready perennial powerhouses. But again, that's the excitement um, of our mantra of play anyone, anywhere, anytime, and, and hopefully some opportunities for some landmark wins here as well. Brett, uh, Paul and I started this company to, uh, to do one thing. The, uh, the base of the company is to cover the game, to grow the game. And when I look at your schedule and I look at November 25th and I see Simon Frazier coming to East Meadow, New York, to the Northwell Health Ice Center to play LIU, it just brings a, a warm spot to my heart because if that's not the growth of college hockey, what more could there be from coast to coast, literally? For, for sure. And first off, I really appreciate what you guys do for college hockey as a whole and, you know, the independent body uh, covering kind of a group of our teams. That's really awesome and sometimes could be forgotten about. But yeah, I mean, you look at that stretch of games of, you know, Simon Frazier to St. A's who, you know, hopefully one day could make the jump up as they have, you know, playing our women, you know, our women's program. 
Um, so again, we um, are real to the fact that we're going on year four and we need relationships, but hopefully we can help spark a few programs and tell our story of jumping in head first um, and, you know, triggering some sort of uh, response or at the very least building relationships and, and giving, you know, programs games as well. All right, coach. I have that. This leads to a couple of different questions because now that um, my alma mater, ASU, is is going to be in a league next year, that means you guys are next. And I know that this has to be the question that you guys get every day. And I understand um, that the NCAA has extended the moratorium on single sport leagues, but. You guys are in a much different position than ASU was being in the on the West Coast and you guys being here on the East Coast with so many teams around. Um, and so it, 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 you, you don't have to worry about teams traveling to you guys. Um, has there been and obviously I don't I, I don't expect you to give detailed answers, but has there been any movement in that direction at all? Yeah, I feel like some days may be better than others. I, I don't know entirely. I wish I could get more positive and upbeat response, but I think the best thing that we can do right now is just put together a really good product on the ice, especially you know when we see Holy Cross or AIC right. um, or when Penn State comes into the building night one and it's hopefully full. Um, you know, Those are things that we can do to help make ourselves more marketable and desirable. Um, I do think at the end of the day, something's got to give in the near future. Um, and hopefully, you know, like I said, we're achieving our mission of gaining respect by the opposition um, for playing a strong schedule, for moving guys on to pro hockey, uh, for having tight scores or big wins. So I wish I had a more positive yes. Um, but again, myself as a coach and our guys as players, I've just been trained to um, focus on what's in front of us and play the best we can. And hopefully, we take more steps this year and that makes us a desirable option for someone at some point uh, down the road here. Okay. And I know Scott has had his questions. I'm sure he's got more, but how did you end up a with Simon Frazier coming uh, 4,000 miles? And uh, you said construction projects. Can you give us a few more details on that? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I think Simon Frazier, I, I don't know what I can say. I, I would say they are exploring. If you look at their schedule, they've picked up right. maybe six to eight of us. And I know they do sponsor, you know, some sports at the NCAA level. Yeah, hockey. Yeah. So that's <laughs> definitely intriguing, especially with kind of maybe counterparts in Alaska. Um, right. And, you know, I think they're going to come out and play a division three game with uh, Arcadia as well. So they'll get um, two games out here. And I know they may play Robert Morris or Colorado College. So it's exciting to watch them kind of uh, take an NCAA plunge, so to speak. And then, you know, in terms of our team space project, you know, we've got a, a brand new locker room going in, a player's lounge, uh, you know, a video room. And some things, again, that COVID may have stopped us in year one and year two that we're now able to roll out through you know, funding and, you know, things of that nature. So again, we're trying to show investments in our program in all areas. Um, and we've tried to excel in everything we've done since day one, whether it be, you know, GPA uh, to community service. And, and I think we're starting to see the fruits of our labor pay off here. 
Brad, I got to ask you this because uh, Paul gives me a bad time about not knowing time zones, and I give him a bad time about not knowing geography. But um, I do know this part of geography pretty well. You make a trip to Alaska; it's going to be another trip for you up there, and then you you go to Arizona State. I know that's a long ways from Long Island, New York, because Paul, I can hardly get Paul to get on an airplane ever. But anyway, <laughs> tell us about those trips and uh, not only the importance of them. Uh, for your program and their program, but um, what it's like to take the guys out there. It's got to be like a team-building experience, right? A lap for a couple of weeks and then Arizona State to end the season? Yeah, the really the really um, interesting one was two years ago when we went Alaska to Arizona, I think for the sake of packing. Um, that got pretty interesting <laughs> in terms of being in Fairbanks and then being in Tempe. So that oh, was yeah. uh, that was kind of something we could write a book about. But no, I think... Um, we're going to be out in Alaska for 10 days. I think we need each other. I think the independent coaches as a whole have done a good job of leaning on, on one another for relationships. And, uh, we'll play four games out there, two with Anchorage, two with Fairbanks. Um, and you know, they'll come out. We actually joked, uh, Eric and I joked last year that we did a home and home with a team from Fairbanks and a team from Long Island. That's got to be one of the, <laughs> the crazier things in sports. But no, they're really good hockey games too for anyone. Like you said, um, watching our games versus Fairbanks last year, those were highly competitive hockey games with a lot of really good players. So, um, you know, I think going back to that question, it's it's a great part of the experience. Again, turning a negative of not being in, in a league to getting to travel the country, play Division One college hockey, I think is super exciting for our guys. Um, but... We've now done these trips, I don't want to say so many times, but enough to, you know, kind of do it as business as usual. And it was, I think, negative 25 in Alaska when we were up there last time. So it was oh. more just uh, hanging in the hotel room. <laughs> but it's still cool to say that, you know, we get to go to these places and play college hockey. Um, no complaining from our end for sure. Oh. Okay, and that, I got to ask this one final one on the schedule, and then we can oh. move on to another topic. But, um, you know, you look at your schedule, and I know Stonehill had a really hard time getting games at the NCAA level. And, you know, I really applaud you guys for taking them on eight times uh, in the season. I know that's got to be kind of taxing because it's almost like a, an NHL playoff series spread out over the year. But you're going to get to know those guys pretty well at the end of the year, aren't you? For sure. Yeah. And they're in the same situation that we are in terms of being an independent program in the East and we need them. They need us type thing. Um, we saw them last year and I, I thought that they had a really good kind of top group and I think they've done a nice job of adding and making a competitive schedule. And so I look forward to watching them take uh, a jump this year, hopefully not too much of a jump when they see us eight <laughs> times, but um, no, it is about helping um, kind of your counterparts in this body of independence. I, I think if you look at our schedule there, there's a, there's a stretch of about, I want to say 10 straight independent games, maybe more, um, because we need each other the second half of the year. I think, you know, it could be 12 plus. So, um, we kind of keep a standings board of, of those independents in terms of winning percentage. And, um, it's something that, we, you know, measure. And again, hopefully that turns into a full-time league someday, but right now we can only control what's in front of us. And that's having great games with Arizona, as Arizona state, I guess for the last year, you know, Stonehill, Fairbanks, Anchorage, and Lindenwood. So uh, we're excited for the schedule. Well, first of all, coach, and just so people understand some of these teams like Stonehill and St. A's and, 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 and those kinds of, you have school relationships with, because in your other sports, 
they're conference members. So people need to understand that for one. Uh, and two, just so you know, I've kind of chastised Coach Powers for not coming out here and you know, <laughs> making you guys go there all the time. I just want to let you know that. Well, I certainly appreciate that. It's it's been a fun <laughs> it's been a fun trip to to end our season and uh, may, maybe someday now um, they will. But no, it's it's been uh, a super exciting schedule for us. We're in a league with Stonehill in every sport, including women's hockey. Right. Same for St. A's. Um, right. You know, our women's program was in the tournament this past year through winning their respective leagues. So uh, building relationships with those teams, thinking outside the box, you know, creative scheduling strategies or solutions. And um, at the end of the day, whether we're in a league, not in a league, is doing right by our guys and putting the best schedule together po you know, possible. So Colgate will be a super cool experience. Vermont, you know, uh, playing at Yale, a building we've never been in. So obviously going back to Quinnipiac where we had great success last year, Omaha being an incredibly, you know, tough building to play in and, and tough opponents. So we're, we're not afraid of, you know, playing these teams. I think we had, uh, I think 16 games in the top 20 last year. Um, you know, and there, there's some teams that may not have had two or three. Um, and it's going to make us better. It's going to make us tougher. And it's going to make these guys, you know, just that much more prepared for pro hockey, which we saw with some of our guys or college hockey the next year as we continue to build what we're trying to do here. All right. And I just got one more thing just because it's sitting in front of me. Just and I know we'll we'll get off the schedule here. Um, you got those two back to back weekends, Brown, Yale and then Quinnipiac and back to Yale. Um that's very ECAC like. How did that happen? Uh, that was just kind of the luck of um, of scheduling. You know, we we owed Brown a return game for coming out here this year, and then uh, Yale. We just kind of had to split some things based on availability. Um, my sister actually works in the hospital there. Brother in law works for uh, Yale, and you know, family lives about five minutes from the rink, so nice. a little bit of a family affair and an opponent we haven't seen who will come to us the next year. Um, so when we see, you know, New Haven or Hamden or, or Providence on the schedule, that's a huge sigh of relief after, you know, in year two, we had once played more games in Ohio than the state. <laughs> of New York. So, um, seriously, we had bust out to, uh, Miami, Ohio state. And, um, at one point, uh, actually Indiana to play Notre Dame. So it's a huge relief to have relationships with teams a little closer by right now. Oh, sure. All right, and I'm going to peel back the onion a little bit because, Brett, you and I sat down when you were at Arizona State, and i got to tell the, the listeners that, man, you talk about a guy that not only uh, puts it on the line every night, but you, you were so excited. The last game of the year, and you were talking with uh, people about getting your guys into the, the pro ranks, and I was going like, man, where does that energy come from? Then I realized you're half my age, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, congratulations on getting that uh, getting that energy level up because I could see it in your guys as well, and that explains the uh, overtime loss that could have gone either way. By the way, um, so my final question on the on the schedule is: How great is it to have ESPN Plus covering your home games, and how much exposure is that giving your program? Yeah, it's it's really awesome. I mean, especially not just for the exposure of the program, but for some of our guys. Um, whose families may live, you know, a little further away that get to watch uh, with a really professional stream um, and game calling, which we're working to improve. 
when we got our metrics and numbers, you know, our sports information at the end of the season here, uh, I was blown away at just how many people tune in on, on a given night. Um, so that was very humbling for our program. Um, and I think, you know, I can't share this just yet, but we'll have some more news in terms of media and some kind of big exposure games. Um, so we are, we're working really hard. Our, our, you know, administration as a whole and sports information is really trying to, you know, get our brand and image out there. And again, I guess tying this back into the league, you know, component, maybe people will see kind of this effort we're putting forward and, you know, pay tribute, but, uh, we'll have some primetime games in terms of, you know, TV slots this year. And I guess that's all I can really say for now, but we're excited about just building this thing out to, again, a little history lesson, uh, in year one, we played zero games at home to year two, playing nine home games, um, to now in year four, having Penn state open up our building. Um, you have to pinch yourself a little bit. It was like when Ohio state came out here and I walked up top to watch warmups and, you know, you saw their, you know, renowned logo, uh, skating around and it was pretty, um, inspiring just the strides we're making and not only having these teams in our building, but hopefully being able to compete each night um, is the ultimate motivation to keep building this thing. All right. So, all right, let, let's jump over to the, uh, I'm sorry, Paul, I didn't mean to cut you off, but let's jump no, over to the roster. the roster. Yeah, exactly. That's where I wanted to go to see Brett. Unlike common thought out there, great minds really think alike. <laughs> true. Then there's us. Very true. <laughs> then there's us. Anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you about the roster because it seems like you've got a great mix all the way through the classes, the uh, portal, the incoming freshmen. Um, tell us what that's like as a, uh, a program as young as yours to be able to go out and make that mix and put them all together. And I'm going to preface that a little bit by saying uh, we talked about North Dakota last night, and I told Paul, I said, you know, North Dakota went into the portal and just went crazy and got this uh, star team, if you will. But I'm a little that sometimes that can be hard to do. If you, you bring in a guy out of the portal that maybe was a captain somewhere and now he comes in and maybe he slots into your second or, or third line, um, do, you, do you see that as a potential problem or is that all pretty much worked out in the guys that you're bringing in? I guess that's a strategy for each coach and we've learned now what works and what doesn't out of the portal, which is an interesting tool. Um but for us, you know, it's going to be, you know, by the entire group, uh, the whole is going to be greater than the sum of the parts. Uh, we finally have really good continuity. We know what we have. We know what we lost. Whereas year one, year two is kind of trial and error. Um, so we're really excited about the guys we have coming back first and foremost. We've got four that have been with us since day one. Um, which is super special to me, um, to now having a freshman class that really produced that will be sophomores to, you know, uh, having a group of grad transfers that for us, our strategy was guys that just are heart and soul character guys, um, that we think we've done a lot with, you know, if you look at two portal success stories we've had in the past, we had Billy Jerry from, um, you know, RPI two years ago who came in and had a 30 plus season after, you know, maybe not even doing a third of that. And then Anthony Vincent, who had 37 points for us this past year, um, you know, who did not have nearly those numbers, you know, in his prior seasons. So we take pride in kind of taking guys and hopefully giving them a platform to do their thing. Maybe they've been overshadowed. Maybe it's confidence. Maybe it's just a fresh start. But um, like I said, too, we also have a nice core of 
returners and um, you know freshmen coming in for that matter. So it's exciting. But like I said, it's going to be a, a total whole effort versus one or two guys here. Now, when you go out on the road now, um, do you first have, do you do you still have to explain who LIU is? Because I you know I can understand it in the first couple of years, but uh, I, I'm sure that in the recruiting world, people know now, right? Yeah, I think there's always going to be some sort of educational component, you know, with any new entity. And um, we've definitely had to do that. It is nice just for in terms of recruiting that, you know, player X could say he played with so-and-so in the BCHL or knows this guy. Right. And just that, you know, having familiarity, um, you know, even with one of our guys that just committed to us uh, for this fall, he skated in a summer skate with a player who had worn the logo, you know, before. So just having that brand out there a little bit more certainly helps. Um, but there, there always will be, you know, I think for foreseeable future, a little bit of an educational component. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the reality of where we're at. Well, the logo, as we've talked about before, is uh, is a selling point in its own. I mean, who doesn't want to wear that logo? Uh, anyway, anyway um, getting back to the strength of this team, uh, Brett, where do you see, on paper anyway, where you guys might be the strongest, or do you feel pretty comfortable that you're balanced? Um, I don't think you ever really know until the puck drops. Um I feel comfortable just knowing the guys we have coming back and their character and their work ethic and their, you know, inspiration to build this program. Um, I think this will be, you know, hopefully the deepest we've been now that this is our fourth cycle of guys coming in. Um, but I, I don't think it's stats. I don't think it's one player. I think it's an identity. Um, you talked a little bit about that energy. Um, for us, it's our toughness, our grit, you know, our passion to play. I think that's what, people will see when they see this team um, is a group that doesn't back down and a group that's tough. Um, and, you know, hopefully there's a lot of guys that will have some breakout years individually. Um, but the excitement is kind of in the un unknown right now for us. Well, so when, and I, and I see some of the social media posts and, 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 you know, and I, I try to catch as much as I can, but uh, you guys have done a pretty good job of get getting out to the local uh, long you know the the long island area and 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 being around those you know those those kids who um are underrated as far as i'm concerned and you know i've been talking about this for a long time scott's sick of hearing it but uh long island hockey at the youth level does not get anywhere near the credit that it should and you know I always throw myself a high five when I see you guys putting out there on social media that your players uh, are visiting these various organizations because I'm sure it's going on more than we even see. For sure. That's, uh, that's a huge initiative for us and something I really am proud of our guys. Um, I think we did over 500 hours in the community last year, you know, starting Labor Day weekend with the Hockey Helps Marathon uh, around the holidays, we always do hockey in Harlem to the Beaver Dam Winter Club um, to just visiting local organizations, PAL, Edge, Arrows, Gulls, Royals, whatever it may be, and hopefully giving back. And 
uh, our team of, you know, all of our 30 plus NCAA teams here won the Shark Service Award, which was kind of cool for us to, you know, be the top team in the community. And I think that's all a part of the build. You know, if you want people to come to games, you need to be out and giving back within the community. And our guys did a really tremendous job there last year. So um, that will be a big, you know, initiative as as well as recruiting players from Long Island. Like you guys said, it's a hockey hotbed. Um, we have two or three, hopefully that number goes to four or five and, and so on and so forth. Now you talked about uh, those, that game at the beginning of the season and the game at the end of the season last year really hurting. Um, I, I know you can't be on the ice with the players, but have you seen them kind of turn that around and use that as motivation uh, as they get ready for this upcoming season? Yeah, I think that's the really fun thing about coaching this group of core guys, you know, the Jack Quinns, the Jordan DeSicos, the Nolan Welsh's guys who have been here for four years. And I guess the guys that are now following their lead is we're, we're never really satisfied. We have kind of that something to prove mentality. Um, and we're not here to rest on laurels or talk about tight games anymore. And that was what was really refreshing to me as a coach, you know, after that Northeastern game to the ASU game, I walked in the locker room, you know, despite the bounce of a puck and three on three, I walked in super proud of our guys and, you know, they took it really tough, which shows me again, we're not here for moral victories. Uh, we're not here to talk about being close. It is exciting and inspiring and all a part of the process from a coach's lens, but um, our guys are training harder than ever uh, just based on kind of my check-in calls with our roster this week. And um, you will see a motivated group when they come back, but uh, we know that's the same for the other 60-plus teams in college hockey, that everyone's working hard uh, right now. So um, it's it's super exciting for sure. Okay, I'm going to give Paul a, a geography lesson again, Brett, if you'll help me out here. But if I'm not mistaken, I see three from Finland. What's the connection to Finland? Um, yeah, we're we're <laughs> really excited about that. Um, you know, we, we joke we'll probably have the flag hanging uh, right in center ice at Northwell. <laughs> Um, but again, it's a little bit of that mantra of, you know, go anywhere, look anywhere. We have to think differently in our recruiting process. Uh, you know, luckily one guy had a great experience. He had a friend who had a friend type thing. Also just, you know, geographically, we've got to be one of the easier teams for international players to get to with the three airports here. Um, but again, we'll look far and wide. You know, we've got a great group from British Columbia, we have go across the pond for a few of those guys. But like I said, building, you know, from the Northeast as well has been a major initiative for us. Uh, and it looks like, you okay, got I got to follow that up, Paul. Listen carefully, Paul, oh, Paul, listen carefully. <laughs> you, you've got a guy from West Fargo, North Dakota, from Jamestown, North Dakota, from Estevan, Saskatchewan. Tell me, please, Brett, that you didn't travel to all those places, did you? Um, no, but I, I will say that our staff <laughs> did, did a phenomenal job of being at, you know, games in in St. Cloud, uh, in the North American Hockey League or, you know, going far or wide, you know, obviously the first year we were born during COVID, the second year we were road warriors. This was the first year our staff could really get on the road and they did a phenomenal job looking for players now knowing the criteria of what we're looking for, seeing what works and what doesn't. And, I think that is really a cool part of our roster is we've got a little bit of a flair from every region, um, you know, on our team right now. See, and, and now you say that and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, you guys did start at a weird time and, 
and you do have to kind of get your feet under you and you know it takes a couple of years and you know despite the covid stuff are you guys about where you thought you would be at this point or even a little ahead yeah i, I don't i don't know um that's a really good question i think uh I, I wouldn't say we're ahead because we're never truly satisfied. And I think that's right. what makes this group of guys great is that they always want more and they're always building. You know, we talk about building a lot and everything that we do. Um, but when you take a step back, you have to be, you have to be pleased um, with a lot of accolades, whether it be, you know, Anthony Vincent going to the American hockey league this year, um, you know, to the one goal win to the national champion tie against Quinnipiac, um, there's so many cool moments that make this, you know, really a rewarding job for myself. Um, but it's also what's exciting about going into year four is we now have a little bit of confidence. We now still have a little bit of fear in the unknown. Um, but we, you know, wouldn't trade this journey for anything. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know to go back to that question of ahead behind, but, um, we need big moments like we had last year and a few of those tight games to flip. And then we can really start talking about a success story. Until then, uh, we'll stay hungry, we'll stay humble, and we'll put our heads down and keep working here. Okay, so I want to ask you this because you've seen it firsthand and you've got a roster that's uh, got a few guys from the North American Hockey League. But when I see North American Hockey League and USHL, yeah, there's still a difference. But, boy, that gap is really tightening up, isn't it, Brett? For sure. I think that, I mean, there's good players everywhere. Um, we have guys pretty much from, from every hockey league. Um, and you know, you look at our, our top scores last year, ones from the BCHL, ones from the USHL, ones from the AJ, ones from the NCDC and so on and so forth. So, um, we're, we'll go anywhere. We'll go far. We'll go wide as we've talked about here tonight. Um, but yeah, the North American hockey league has done a really good job. There's players probably on every roster, pretty much, give or take a few teams from that league. And, you know, we've got some guys that have done some really good things there uh, for our program. All right. I want to get one in about your staff. Talk about your staff a little bit. We know that the the NCAA opened up another coaching spot, and um, obviously that's a big help. It's hard to do what you do with a, a limited staff, but talk about the guys that work with you. For sure. Yeah. And, and we, we've got a big kind of sign and mantra of it takes a village. Um, so it's, it's been a really big push in a lot of different ways by a lot of people. Uh, Will Mesa, our assistant coach, he's been with me since day one in terms of building this thing, recruiting, practice planning, special teams, um, you know, you name it to odd jobs in between. Um, so he's been a day one guy in terms of building this thing and done a phenomenal job. Uh, Rob Riley actually, my dad. Um, we always say Rob Riley and then we say my dad and it's kind of funny. I don't know if I should start with my dad or just say Rob Riley and try and pull a fast one, but uh, I was really fortunate to work with him this these past two years um, as an assistant coach. I don't know if it's fair to call him that because he's kind of overqualified being a head coach at Army for almost 20 years and working in the NHL and the AHL, but he was with us these past two years and did a lot with just, you know, individual meetings and experiences and almost like storytelling to kind of teach these guys. Right. Um, so he, he was, you know, really good for us. He's actually back in pro scouting next year. So we lost him and are in the midst of onboarding a new coach, um, you know, with some local ties here. 
Uh, we've also had, you know, a director of hockey ops who's been with us now, Gary Xeracy, for three years. So just having that staff continuity to a really good strength coach, um, some really good people in our athletic administration that have been grinding by our side, you know, day in and day out here. So it really does take a village. We've got a full-time equipment manager coming on board this year. So a lot of small um, victories that are help legitimizing this program in, you know, so many different ways here. So we talk about, uh, and, and we, we, we know that the coaches don't like to talk about names and uh, not because they don't want to talk about their players, but they don't want to leave anybody out. But as I look at your freshman class coming in, um, it's kind of a, a, a little odd thing. You got some really big dudes and I would imagine some really sneaky for lack of a better term, quick, smaller guys coming in with it doesn't seem like there's a whole bunch in the middle no it is kind of it is kind of funny if you look at that it's like six four or five eight um <laughs> but but you know uh we are looking for players for different roles and different criteria right. again year one was like let's put a team on the ice right year two was um kind of figure it out try the portal thing um to now we're able to plug in place a little bit We've got full faith in every guy that's returning, and now we're able to recruit freshmen, whether it be for a power play spot, a peak spot, strong leadership qualities, shut down defensemen. So um, I think we were one of the biggest teams in college hockey last year. We thought that gave us kind of a toughness component. Um, but, you know, we've got some small guys with great skill to really smart players, um, and we are excited about that freshman class uh, that has a little bit of everything, I think, um, in it coming in. Well, no coach is ever going to complain about having defensemen 6'3", 200 pounds. So, um, you know, that's a good job. Here's here's kind of an odd question. I don't think I've ever asked him. Um, when you do recruit players and they do decide, uh, hey, I want to come play here, um, is there one thing or maybe two things that they say, you know, when I came here, I didn't know about A, B, or C? Um, is has, it, has there been anything in common with, with those kinds of things, or is it just completely uh, different for all the players? Well, as you know, this is a pretty a pretty fun place to be. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Things to do, people to see, restaurants, food. Um, you know, our campus is beautiful in a really, right. really gorgeous neighborhood. Um, it is. I always laugh when the guys show up for a morning practice. Uh, and they go to five different bagel places. Uh, that's really been a hit for our guys. Oh, sure. um, and then, you know, the, I think the dining experiences, the restaurants, uh, they do get out here, you know, uh, seems like earlier and earlier um, on their own will, whether it be to go golfing or go to the beach. But it, it is a great place. Uh, it's a great place in the summer. Um, our guys have really enjoyed the school component which is awesome. They love being students at LIU um, and have done really well in the classroom. But I think just kind of funny things that they've enjoyed would be, you know, the bagels, the pizza. Um, a bunch of them are avid fishermen. So, um, you know, it was after a Friday workout. I saw them all practicing their casts. I didn't know what they were doing and they were practicing <laughs> their casts in the uh, parking lot. And they were going, I think, uh, you know, on a fishing excursion, one of our guys started the fishing club here at LIU. So, um, you know, they, they enjoy the school. They enjoy life away from the rink. It's super easy for their families to get in and out of as well. 
Um, and I'm really happy that this has been a great home for a lot of guys. Yeah, as long as they don't have to come in from LaGuardia, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're, they're okay. Yeah, we've done that. We've done that a few times. We we know about that. So. Yeah, I know you do. I Scott doesn't, but I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Brett, if they get uh, if they get really bored, just tell them to get out to Mastic and drive by Paul's mansion because that's worth the photo op right there. No, um, no. I don't. I don't want to give them any ideas, no. so uh, they'll they'll do it. Coach, they, they, believe me, they're looking for a mansion. If they came by my address, they wouldn't see one. I promise. All right, they've, uh, uh, they've, they've ventured every corner and crevice now. They, they really, like I said, really like Long Island as a whole. It's, it's funny actually. Our player from uh, Mass, he's out here full, full time in the summer, and uh, myself being a Mass guy, we, we joke about um, this transition and a lot of guys converting. Um, but it just is a testament to what a great area it is out here. Uh, yeah, and like you said, there, I mean, there's everything's here. I mean, there's not much you can't find here. Um, <laughs> I'll pass on the fishing part unless I can just hang out on the boat and watch the cooler. But that's now, Paul wants to do the ice fishing part, so if you ever see him getting that's spears. That's never happened. <laughs> anyway, uh, Brett, I'll, I'll, final one for me is that when you, uh, when you look at this upcoming season and, uh, and you maybe look back at what and how close Alaska Fairbanks was at getting into the tournament, uh, I don't know if any of us could could be any more gut wrenched than than we were watching them think they were in and then slowly get pushed out by a spot. Uh, so, what's going to be success uh, for the uh, Long Island Sharks? Yeah, and I, I mean that was pretty exciting to watch. Great for independent hockey. They had quite a good team actually the year before, and it was nice to see them finally get the recognition this year by the college hockey community. You know, to be a top 15, 16 team uh, is no small feat, um, especially the way they did it. So tremendous respect for those guys. Um, for us, I don't think it would be fair to talk about, you know, um, tournament or X amount of wins. It, it sounds corny and cheesy, but we just want to keep making progress. Um, so that would mean, you know, surpassing last year's win mark of 13. Uh, that's moving more guys to pro hockey. That's having a few more top 20 wins. We had two last year. It's just to keep building this thing and to not take steps backwards. We just want to grow in all areas. That's our fitness testing when the guys come in. Uh, that's building on our academic success. Uh, we want to be a total program and check off a lot of boxes in different areas. And um, we have, again, going back to the schedule, we've got an opportunity to do it. Um, it's right in front of us. So um, it's exciting. I don't know what success fully looks like, but just to keep moving this thing forward with great games, great opportunities, and have some more great moments, you know, like last year. Man, that was a great sales pitch. I'm ready to put that shark jersey on myself. Oh, you always have the pom poms ready. It's just, uh, <laughs> um, Coach, I'll say this. I, I, I and 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 I think this is a sign that that people, I, at least I look at it. Um, we understand that you know schools that are starting up are going to have a certain amount of uh, of spots open. Um, but you guys, uh, were about plus three or four, so to speak in the transfer portal. And I'm not a big fan of it. I understand it. But when, 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 it's, when, it, to me, when a school brings in more players, um, uh, you know, when it's, when it's even or plus, um, especially for a newer program, I, I think that to me, 
is a positive sign, and I, and I think that one that people might not think of um, because you guys got more players to come in. Now, granted, you probably had a few extra spots, but um, I think that's a positive when you have players that, that have experienced college hockey elsewhere and have decided, hey, I want to go there. Yeah, it's it's a part of the the game um, in college athletics as a whole. Fortunately right. or unfortunately, um, you know, people say adapt or get run over or you know choose to hit the portal, you know, full throttle or maybe don't touch it at all. Um, we're still figuring out what works and what doesn't. We do not want to be a team comprised of you know all portal players. We want to build the old fashioned way through the front right. door. Um, if there are chances for guys to enhance our program like Adam Goodser did this past year, Anthony Vincent or Billy Jerry, you know, and I could go on none. Right. We're not going to pass up on those opportunities. Um, but hopefully we can continue to build this great core of freshmen and sophomores like we've been able to do. And and guys like our transfers from Holy Cross or Cornell or wherever can bring those experiences that they've had in winning ways or, um, you know, games under their belt and help enhance our program. So we're still figuring it out. We don't have all the answers um, but we are looking at it from every angle and trying to make sense of it ourselves and then do what's best for our program at the end of the day. And so, um, it's an interesting beast. Hopefully we will use it less and less. Um, but again, trying to adapt to this, you know, ever changing landscape of college hockey right now. Brett, thanks so much for taking some time with us. I will tell you on the Anthony Vincent side, I did have a chance to see him play as a pro, uh, out here in the Pacific division of the American hockey league, which is also one of our coverage areas, and uh, he accounted for himself very, very well. And I was telling people in the crowd, I'm going like, I saw that kid play uh, college hockey. He, he's the real deal. So uh, congratulations on uh, his success. I'm sure it's just the tip of the iceberg for him. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in person again. I'm going to catch up with you somewhere along the way, maybe multiple times, if that's okay. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate all you guys do for college hockey. It was great to see you at games. Uh, don't bring the three-on-three hockey oh, with you. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. We'll, no. be, we'll be ready for it this year. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I was saying to one of our guys, hey, if you have uh, tips on three-on-three, let me know. And he said, let's just not go to that, Coach. So Yeah, that's the easy. Uh, that's, that's the right <laughs> mindset. And, um, no, I certainly appreciate it. And just back to Anthony. Uh, couldn't be more proud of him, worked for everything he's gotten, uh, plays every shift and practices every shift, like it's game seven for that matter. Um, so he's one of our you know, few to many success stories we've had. And um, thank you again, guys. I certainly appreciate it. And we'll see you um, either at Northwell or out in sunny Arizona here. Well, I'm, I, listen, I'm hoping uh, you guys are playing a few more uh, night games uh, this year, uh, you know, especially <laughs> this Friday nights. and. Hopefully, I'll be able to get to a couple more of those. Uh, uh, so uh, we're looking forward to that, and um, like I said, hopefully you'll get a chance to. I'll get a chance to get there early enough to, uh, you know, at least introduce myself face to face. I know you've had a chance to talk to Scott, but, uh, <laughs> you know, well, I, you know, occasionally I do try to get out the games. <laughs> awesome. No, I, I hope I hope to see you guys. That that'd be really great. Uh let me know in advance so we can leave some tickets. And uh we're looking forward to kind of in, increasing our game experience too with you know merchandise store and some things nice. we should have done and uh you know little in-game promotions and so even the game times. Things are getting better here, which is what it's all about. And uh like I said, um excited to have you guys out at a game, maybe the opener versus Penn State here. Oh, there you go. For that. 
Oh, I like it. Uh, Brett, uh, we renamed this Coast to Coast. Thanks for coming on, being on one coast while I'm on the other. Um, Paul Paul doesn't think I like Long Island, but I do. I love it. You know that. <laughs> as long as I'm not going. I do. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Have a great night. Thanks, here. Coach. That's the head coach from Long Island University, Brett Riley, joining us. Paul and I are going to be back in just a minute to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Coast to Coast. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. This is ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Indeed it is, Icetime Hockey West network of College Hockey Coast to Coast, our Monday night staple, our Monday night rebrand. They keep getting better, Paul. Every single Monday night, another great guest. A lot of fun. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Bakersfield, California, which would be the West Coast. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York, which would be the East Coast. And uh, our guest tonight, Brett Riley from Long Island, New York as well. Yeah, we finally got you outnumbered. Took a while, but 
<laughs> yeah, but you notice By I still way, got some uh, baby blue and yellow pom-poms. I know. Well, listen. Still shaking um, them. I'm sure you are. Um, but when you look at their schedule, and we talked about it, and he, and he mentioned the Penn State game, um, you look at their website, and it's got this little weird thing, international feed for that game. <laughs> you like that? That's, well, that's something I haven't seen before, so that's interesting. And 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 should and I don't know what'll happen. I, I, I have some thoughts for that weekend, but if those fall through, I will definitely try to make it out to that Penn State game. That will be an exciting weekend in college hockey on Long Island, New York. Well, just as long as you understand that that means I can't watch everything else that night. <laughs> So that's sure what there's understand. replays for and box scores and things like yeah. that. You can't catch everything all the time. Sometimes well, you got to get out and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, that doesn't work well. <laughs> yeah. Making you do anything doesn't work well. Uh, but anyway, uh, I like the roster. I like the, uh, you know, I told you before, and I, I told Brett too. Um, when I saw him in Arizona at the end of the year, you would have thought that he should have been exhausted. And, I, and maybe he was, but he sure didn't come off as exhausted at all. I was tired. And uh, he was he was just uh, going 100 miles an hour and, and talking to players and working on uh, getting guys to the next level and making flights and getting them opportunities to, to step into, you know, the AHL or the ECHL or wherever it may be. Um, so, I mean, you, you think a lot, and I think uh, a lot of our listeners might go, they're a college hockey coach. They coach college hockey. No, it's way more than that. Uh, and he told us last year about how uh, he had to box up jerseys and send them out initially and yeah. all of those types of things um, that, that go on and, and meeting alumni and uh, doing those different things. But you don't you don't think about the fact that He's moving back on. Can you imagine trying to coordinate uh, flights from Tempe, Arizona to uh, different places in the country or out of the country, as it may be, no. to, to get your guys some playing time? And, and that's nearly as important as their education and their games as collegiate hockey players at Long Island. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we know that all these guys hope that after they're done playing college hockey that they can keep playing. Some can, some can't. And they want to um, play anywhere. I mean, just right. just keep anywhere. playing. Right. Um, it just, uh, once again, uh, I had a lot more energy at 33 than, than I do at, at 59. So. <laughs> uh, just, I'm just okay. saying. Uh, it, uh, just a couple of quick wrap-up things. Uh, I understand we have the uh, Gretzky-Halinka uh, roster. Did you see that? That was finalized today. Um. I did see that it was finalized. I have not. Um, I can take a quick look at it here. I don't know um, if, uh, you know, I don't believe that these these are the younger guys. So I'm not um, sure if I recognize any of these names. I recognized a few of them from playing in the uh, Five Nations. but um, Well, we, we recognized some of the coaches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they stand out pretty much. Strand and um, Nick Oliver, and, uh, you know, um, and I try to find a couple of things, there. and a couple of things also I want to throw out that, um, and I don't want to 
sound like I'm belittling this, but how many different organizations put out um, all academic teams? I mean, it's July and we're still getting all academic teams and congratulations to those guys that are earning those spots. But uh, how many of them are there? I mean, you go to school, you get your, your grade point average, which I know well, I yours never saw on. the upper level. But no, um, <laughs> no, I never, I never saw any level. Forget about upper level, any level at all. But but anyway, uh, congratulations to those guys that have uh, the uh, the honor. But I just wonder how many there are because I keep seeing them since the start of the uh, or since the end of the NCAA season. All summer long, there's been a different group saying, "Oh, so and so is so this team has got this many. This team has got this many." Um, we all know, or at least I think we do that at least the 10 teams that we cover, those are pretty stellar student athletes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, There's no doubt. Um, uh, Just, uh, you know, the the hockey players definitely have the advantage of being a little older and having not only that been away from home for a long time. Become independent. Yeah, they, they, you know, they mature a little better, a little faster because they are away from home so early. Um, I just want to make sure that um, just there are, there, are, there are players on that Gretzky-Holinka team um, uh, that are with some of the teams that we cover. I don't know if you want to count your Bulldogs as one of those or not because they are in CHC, but um, a lot of NCHC defensemen. If you, I don't know if we can watch these games or not. I'm pretty uh, one of these tournaments. I know you can watch all the games. I don't know if it's the uh, uh, this tournament or the the five. I I think it's the Gretzky Holinka Cup that we can watch. So if you're uh, looking for that, let me see if we can figure that out here. Uh, <laughs> well, if anybody can, play. it's you. Anybody that can well, find college, any kind of hockey in the summertime, it's you. So, uh, well, this is, you know, tr- trust your Twitter feed on this one. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, let's see, the 2023 <laughs> Cup here. So, yep, these are the games. These are the games you'll be able to watch on uh, NHL Network starting next Monday. Uh, some of them are in the early afternoon, some of them are mid morning, depending on what time zone you're in or early morning depending on what time zone you're in. Uh, so, but the, the actual round robin part of the tournament uh, next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and that, it'll be interesting to see how the depth gets played in those games. Uh, those games are all next week. Um, and, you know, those, those will be uh, very interesting to watch. Like I said, a lot of NCHC defensemen on this team. So, uh, you know, if you're a fan of one of those teams. There's a couple there from North Dakota, St. Cloud, Duluth. So um, I think there might be a Denver one there too. I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know. And, the, and then, of course, on the 27th of July, David Carr will start to uh, put his team together for the World Junior Championships this winter. Yeah, a lot of that stuff going on in these next couple of weeks. A lot of it. So. All right. Take it away, my friend. All right, from the Summer Skate Studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style. 
with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthening your faith and your game with the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. Caesar Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly. Two locations in Tempe and one in Pine Top. Lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx. Deliveries made easy no matter where you are. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean or download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing to ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Our thanks to the head coach from Long Island University, Brett Riley, for joining us. Man, that kid's got his uh, his head screwed on right. You'd expect that from the Riley bloodline, wouldn't you? Oh, 100%. That's <laughs> hockey royalty. Oh, time. my goodness. He's so much fun to talk to. I try to get him to laugh, but it's just like... Uh, no, I just can't get it. Uh, I think we got a, a chuckle out of him, though, when and, uh, I asked him about his players wanting to take a tour of your mansion. Um, yeah, well, that that may have gotten a chuckle, but anyway. I laughed at uh, the, the bagels and pizza <laughs> stuff because yeah, Lord, knows, exactly. Lord knows, you know, that th- those, those, you know, when I would come back from semesters or one of the, the few times, I did, those are the first places I raced to. love it love it that's why we're coast to coast baby college hockey coast to coast uh thanks again to coach riley for joining us tonight paul and i will be back tomorrow night for college hockey west weekly we'll say good night with little roger klein the peacemakers hello new day good night everybody good night